So Ben and I, this is our first ever episode of the Encore Offstage podcast. As it's uh, 2020, um, there's such a thing called COVID. It's going around at the moment. So we are both stuck in our houses and we're both using Zoom to do this podcast to start off with. And you may hear some noises in the background. That's because we are both at home, our respective homes. Uh, we both have pets. We both have um, things that go on around us. So if you hear random sort of noise, apologies for that. It's just the way that we're going to, we, you know, once, once the podcast takes off and we can afford our own proper studio equipment, then we'll be all right. But until then, you're just going to have to put up with it. And we're mostly talking anyway, so you'll be fine. Hello and welcome to the Encore Offstage podcast with me, Ben. And me, Adam. So, Adam, this is it. It's our very first podcast. It is. It is the very first one. It's a bit scary, but hopefully it's something that we're going to, well, not we're going to enjoy, but people are going to enjoy. We're going to enjoy it as well. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, we've got some nice plans for the next few weeks, haven't we? We do, yes, indeed. It's uh, some little surprises out there for people, so they don't know straight away. I'm going to try and get some uh, some guests in as well. Ooh, we're going to have some amazing people, hopefully, to chat to and to enjoy this mini adventure with us. Yeah, well, we're going to have some people anyway. Whether they're amazing people, I don't know, but they, we'll get some people. Absolutely, who knows? <laughs> so this, Adam, is. As we have been putting on all our social medias, this is a weekly theatrical podcast in Mm -hmm. which we will be discussing all kinds of things theatre. At the moment, obviously, everything's very uncertain with uh, theatre, so we're hoping we can bring you all some uh, some theatre. Yeah, well, I think one of the things we we wanted to do with this podcast was not just because obviously we're we're based in a particular part of the country, but we want to cover all the things across the country as much as possible. So we want to talk about issues that are affecting you, whether it's amateur dramatics, whether it's professional, whether it's opera, whether it's musicals, plays, uh, anything like that. We want to we want to encourage people to come forward and talk about it and discuss it so that we can we can hear what you've been going through during this lockdown and 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 beyond really because although this stuff is out there and things are starting to move things aren't quite sure at the moment and we want to go beyond that as well so if there's enough of a support for this we want to get out there and so people can have a platform where they can actually talk and and have their voices heard and and they can listen to us hopefully whether they enjoy us or not well they can listen to you maybe if they enjoy it. <laughs> But um, but if people are out there and they want to talk and, and listen to different pieces of theatre and some maybe some reviews, but we're also going to have a laugh with it as well. We're not we're not going to be completely strict. This isn't the BBC or any other kind of radio station out there. So uh, so we have a little bit more freedom when it comes to podcasts. So we're going to enjoy it, and hopefully you guys are going to enjoy it as well. Yeah, absolutely, and I think that's really important to pick up on because. Uh, everything's very depressing at the moment everything's very uncertain so we and we're not going to be going into all the oh ums and ahs about the how we're feeling negatively we're hoping this will be a more of a positive lift aren't we I think. yeah exactly yeah something positive so that also people that don't necessarily know much about theater or they want to get involved in theater they want to meet talk with professionals and sometimes there are some podcasts out there and some sources that are very very 
there's a lot of speak out there for people that don't necessarily know or lay people don't know what goes on. So we want this accessible for everybody who just want a bit of fun and just a bit of an offline, you know, offloading things or just want to just chill and listen to a, a cool, friendly podcast. Yeah, I'm sure that's what we're hopefully going to achieve. But to do that, every single week, we are going to start with a weekly news roundup. And how this is going to work is both me and Adam are going to bring a nice positive or quirky little fun story to discuss every single week. Yeah. So without any further ado, this is this week's first news segment. Okay, so let's start with some really exciting news coming out of the West End and the country at the moment. Mm-hmm. A load of theatres have just announced that they are reopening with COVID secure safety measures in place. Excellent. Well, of course, with this three-tiered system that's just come out, we need to make sure that obviously theatres are available to stay open um, for professional productions because, of course, professional actors and performers, it's their workplace. So they're allowed to work and and why should they not work compared to everybody else? So so this is great news. Um, did you say so you got a list there of what of what's opening? Yeah, there's a really, really long list here and um, hopefully even more theatres yeah. will be announced um, as soon as you're listening to this. All being well, fingers crossed. So we're starting with the National Theatre. They national are leading the way with opening loads of theatres which is really exciting um they, really and also good. got a yeah. pantomime as well for the first time i think in quite a while they are relaunching the national have a panto yeah the panto oh, n- that'd be national good. excellent which, I think, really exciting uh the company nimax theatres have announced that socially distant productions of six the play that goes wrong pot of panto and showstoppers and monks with loads of comedy and concerts Brilliant. and all kinds of things will also be opening uh, later this month, which is really exciting to see Excellent. multiple theatres in the West End starting to get back into it again, That's which really is good. what I think we really need. I think also, from what you've said, there's a lot of them that have they've got the issue, that have gone, right, we need to put on something that's quite comical or light-hearted. So let's put a comedy on, let's put a panto on. Obviously, it's the time of year for pantos anyway. But the fact that they've gone, let's do something that's light-hearted and funny and going to make people laugh because everybody's been miserable this year and it's had a really rough year. So I think they're good doing the, you know, they've got some good people there and um, I think they're going to do well. Sounds good. Yeah. Excellent. I, I think it'd be really good. And obviously uh, if you, Palladium. obviously oh, sorry. I can say if everybody out there, if you are part of a theatre and you are opening and you haven't, we don't mention it. Don't worry. It's not that we're, we're missing you out. We just want to say from the list that we've got, but by all means, give us a shout out. Let us know you're opening, what you're starting with. If you've got any productions coming up, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. We want to hear from you. Um, so Panto at the Palladium is returning. So as I know, their Pantos are actually meant to be really good, I've always heard. A big list of guest stars. I was going to say, um, they usually have a very celebrity-studded yeah, line, which is, which is really big. good. Yeah, And I can't remember the list of this year, but I did see a headline that Elaine Page was meant to be yes. in it this year. Oh, good old... The, the, which... <laughs> the Queen of the West End, bless her. Absolutely. Um, and we heard um, last week that the Sondheim Theatre will be reopening with its concert version of Les Mis, yep. uh, the Nottingham Playhouse, which yep. is very excitedly reopening with a new James Graham play. Yes. Uh, starring Pearl Mackey and Jessica Rain, which uh, it's called 
Bubble, I think. Bubble? Yes, it's called Bubble, and it's about life in lockdown, I believe. Ah, okay. Really Maybe if this takes off, we might be able to get somebody from that to come and have a chat to us about that. Maybe. But, so if it was out there at the Playhouse and they want to have a chat to us about Bubble, get in yeah. touch. Absolutely. We'd love to, love to have you on. Mm. And maybe I believe they are live streaming it. I know that they've announced they're doing a pantomime, which they are live streaming. And if they are live streaming Bubble, hopefully we'll both be able to give it a watch. Absolutely. Give it a lovely but also you've got, you've got to realise that in order for these theatres to do this, they've got to go through so many hoops, through so many procedures, any business that's opening now. They've put so much into it and they've had to spend a lot of money to do it. So if you are in the area and you want to go to see the theatre, you will, you will be safe. Go and see a production. Go and support the theatres because without the audiences going to see the shows, the theatres can't carry on. Although obviously they've had a lot of the money come through from the first lots of first round of grants and things, but that's so they can put the shows on. It's not to make place for the audiences that don't go so please go and support your theatres get your mask on wash your hands go see a show absolutely that's really really well put uh where else have we got oh, it's, it's, it's loads it's so exciting it's great uh, it's great uh, to hear it's, there's the new Vic, the uh, old Vic, the RSC are going to be opening some on their um, main on the main stage. Brilliant. They have announced though that the Swan Theatre and the other place will not be reopening uh, until 2021 or even 22, I think. Oh, so quite a while. But the main RSC is going to be reopening in December and January, Brilliant. hopefully. Blackpool Grand, Birmingham Rep is going to be all reopening, mostly with pantomimes, ballet at the Birmingham Rep actually from the Birmingham Royal Ballet. Um, Hope Mill Theatre in Manchester, Sheffield Crucible, again with pantomimes here, Rose Theatre in Kingston, Home at Manchester, The Lowry in Salford, uh, Theatre Royal Windsor, uh, Malthouse Arts, again, all, most of these are pantos, um, Immersive LDN, the amazing, amazing immersive production of The Great Gatsby is reopened. I, I saw something about that and I was like, oh, I didn't know this was immersive, this is great. So oh, the fact that it's, it's immersive and yeah. safe as well, oh, I love immersive. Things. It's brilliant. I, I was in London, oh God, I, probably I think in January, just before um, it all went uh, crazy and we looked at going, but you, you need a 1920s dress that was advised and we didn't have anything 20s at the time. We'd love to go and see well, it. Well, um, you're completely let down, then. I'm but, sorry, you're an absolute let down. Very and, sorry. Yeah, I'm ashamed to know you. Go. I'm very, very sorry. If, if I you don't haven't take got your... 20s outfits. Well, I'm London. sorry, but if you don't have your customary flappers dress, you know, ready to just throw on on the weekend, <laughs> then, Absolutely. you know, what, what, we can't be friends. Sucks. No, sorry. Okay, that's it. that's it. This podcast is now over. That's, that's the it. end. Shall I tell you my bit of news? <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, let's just quickly wrap up. There's, there's hundreds of these things, which is so exciting. Oh, come on. Uh, loads of big names. And um, hopefully, as Adam said, get out, get supporting your filters. That's the main thing, guys. will be safe. You will be safe. They've, they've gone to so much trouble to make sure you are yeah. safe. And so yeah. they wouldn't open otherwise and go and see some theatre. Yeah, um, you mentioned Elaine Page. I did. Yeah. Well, my bit of news is about Elaine Page as well. Is it? It is. I okay. found this very, very small article. Um, Bernadette Peters is obviously a Broadway uh, legend. Yes. Every year, she runs an event called Broadway Barks. And is she? Yeah. It's it's. She's been doing it for I think it's twenty two years. Wow. Yeah, over twenty two years in the in Broadway in America. Right, mm. and now uh, a virtual version is going to be done 
with Elaine Page and Bernadette Peters on the 9th of November. And what it does is it, it because obviously um, during lockdown, a lot of people have turned to their pets for support, you know, not to say that they've sat and, you know, confessed, writes lyrical to their pets, but a lot of, you know, pets have been a very good support structure within this lockdown. And of course, there's a lot of cats, dogs, animals out there that are in, you know, homes and things like that that need some uh, adopting and looking after and support. So <laughs> Elaine Page and Bernadette Peters have got together and they're going to do a virtual event and it's going to be called West End Woofs. Brilliant. Okay. West, <laughs> West End Woofs. Wow. So what happens in America is a lot of, of Broadway stars get on and they come on and they do bits and pieces, but they also highlight and look at lots of stories of dogs and cats that are in homes over there and that need the support. So the same thing is going to be over here. So it'll be a virtual event, but it's also looking at, look, there's a, here's some dogs, here's some cats. So if you're, if you're an animal lover, don't tune in because you're going to be, your home's going to be full of new animals because you're going to go, I want one, I want one. And you're going to want to adopt everything that's on there. So, so if you're an animal lover, don't tune in because just do yourself a favor, give your credit card a bit of a, you know, a bit of a rest before Christmas and, you know, just, just, just tune in though. I think it's going to be where you can, I don't think it's one of those where you have to pay to tune in. I think it's donate when you're on there. Um, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I think it is, isn't it? I'm just having a quick look. It's yeah. been, it will be streamed on YouTube, I believe, yes, as well. Which yes, really exciting. that's right. So again, very easy to access. And it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, so yeah. I just thought, I saw that and I thought, what a lovely thing. And so there's going to be lots of West End stars. They don't, I haven't said who yet. There's going to be lots of people from the West End and the Britain theatre world who are going to come together and do little bits and pieces to raise awareness and hopefully raise money for local dog sanctuaries and catteries and things like that. Amazing. That is, oh, that's so good. I mean, we're both dog lovers, aren't we? Oh, yeah, so absolutely. I'm sure we'll be watching that. Oh, and, that and sounds thing, amazing. Yeah, and again, they always say don't work with children or animals. Unfortunately, you know, when it comes to pets, that completely goes out the window. Um, but oh, anything that anything that dog related, yes. So I'll probably be tuning in, and I think we'll have a have a lovely night and have a good time. Yeah, absolutely. That sounds so cool. So this event is to raise awareness for dogs that are in homes and cats that are in categories that need adopting. But obviously, remember that dogs and cats are animals and they are living beings so they're not just for christmas they are for life so if you do seriously want to consider getting an animal or adopting something just make sure that you make sure you know that commitment before you do that well that is the end of our news roundup for this week hopefully we're bringing some nicer stories in these in this time where all the news is thoroughly depressing yes yeah. so hopefully we can make Bruce Beam a bit nicer anyway it's now time to move on to our Q&A. Welcome to our Q&A section of the podcast. Da, 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 da. With... Sorry, I've got a bit of a fanfare there for you. I, yeah, I think we should keep that in. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> this is the time for me and Adam to have a mini discussion by answering all of your questions. Now, okay. do send your questions in via our social channels, or you can always send us an old-fashioned... Is, is old-fashioned the really weird thing to say about email? Oh, mate, don't say old-fashioned in email in the same sentence, please, because then you sort of not, I feel really ancient. <laughs> it kind of is, though. But, um, you it's could... not old-fashioned at all, you young sprat of a thing. Old-fashioned would be a letter that you write and you put a postage stamp on it and you send send an email. Yes, let, oh, just, oh, 
to carry on, carry on, whilst I have a go into the corner and have an embolism. Corner, okay. I was going to say that our, our old-fashioned email is encoreoffstagepod at gmail.com. Okay, yeah. so for our very first week, I thought we should start our very, very first podcast, we should christen it almost, with an introduction to who we are. Now, for me, this will take no time at all, but for Adam, this will take forever. Because you've got a fascinating story if you want to go into that about how you I mean, um, yeah. should we just, I'll start with myself first, because we'll, we'll get me over and done with, and then I'll just hand you the, hand you the floor. You, you're not selling it, Ben. They, they want to know more about you and the fascinating uh, fascinating ventures and the layers behind you and stuff like that. That's where you want to go with. Come on, let's go with that. Let's go with that. Okay, we'll go with that. I mean, there's very little other than the fact that I am uh, I'm just a drama student who is incredibly fascinated with theatre and have been for much of my life. I started seeing theatre when I was about two or three. I started with pantos, as I'm sure everyone did. We all started with panto, didn't we, Adam? That was... We all start with panto, yeah, we're, we're especially in Britain. Um, we've, there's not many people I don't think I haven't seen a panto. No, I, I'm sure if they have, they should be um, killed. That's probably a bit strong. Wow. Wow. Going heavy and dark there, Ben. I like that. Yeah. Welcome to the Encore Offstage podcast. If you haven't seen a panto, we, we have extreme views on that. Oh, my God. We're, we're leaving it all with it. Um, <laughs> yes. Sorry. Um, yes. So I started seeing panto when I was very, very little. And since then, I've seen it over about 50 or 60 things on the stage for and for me i'm only 17 so for a 17 year old that's pretty i think that's quite impressive but i'm always very fortunate to see everything that i do i adore it and in recent years in the past five years i have been a semi-regular on um in and on amateur dramatics working both on stage and backstage yeah of course as i'm sure as we all started watching them i started in panto yes you did years in panto um from my local village and it was lovely and fun and i my confidence grew and i started uh that's really where i started performing i'm doing a level drama which is lots and lots and lots of fun and we mess around and stab each other with knives and blood and fun that seems to be what Uh, what, what, just just you can't just you can't just say that and move swiftly on leave it there stab each other with knives and blood and fun it's it's kind of uh, there's only three of us in drama. Um, ben, Ben, Ben. I know we're socially distant. Yeah. I'm, I'm putting my hand on your shoulder. Okay. And I'm going, are you okay, pal? Is everything all right? I, I think we're all fine. I think Good. We, we just have a, a slight morbid uh, fascination with the macabre, I think. You know when you say we? We, yes. Okay, yeah, fine. Shush. It's not just me. It's totally, it's, it is all of us. Okay. And any, I'm sure any of us who come to see any of our performances will back that up. Indeed. But since then, I started, I met Adam. Look, I met I Adam. Did. It was exciting. Um, uh, through a mutual contract. And Ad- I don't know who he is. No. I just got an email and he said he didn't do a podcast. I don't know who he is. Please send help. Shh. Don't tell them that. That's, you'll spoil all our secrets. That's the season finale, that is. Oh, uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> Since then, I have worked pretty extensively with Encore over the past, over, over a year now, Adam, I've been with you lot. Um, oh, baby steps, baby steps, mate. That's, that's, no, that's scary to me. Um, <laughs> I was looking the other day, I was looking at all the stuff I've been doing, and it, I've, I've kind of got a bit of a, of a sort of a climb up the ladder story, because I started working backstage in Chicago. I was assistant. You did? 
manager, kind of dog's body. Uh, grew up and did sound operation for Vicar of Dibley. And you did, yeah. And in the ensemble for Oklahoma. You were, yeah. So look at that. We um, I climbed up the ranks and I'm now running the podcast. I mean, look at that. Exciting. No, I'm surprised. I even I even entertain the idea of letting you run it. To be I know. Scary. Uh, uh, well. Yeah, I must. You must have plied me with either money or something else. <laughs> what have you created? You've you've created a monster here. I think it's all... <laughs> you said it, not me, pal. <laughs> so yeah, that's me. Very very boring, but um, I'm just so I'm a, I'm a fit, yeah. aren't I? As this is a as this is a Q and A, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions uh, uh, just based on what you've said. Um, so what made you get into theatre? What was it about theatre that you enjoyed? Without sounding incredibly pretentious like a theatrical student would. Oh, it's all right. It's theatre, it's fine. Yeah, but it's about telling a story, I think. And even at a panto, even at, well, I think I saw the Gruffalo when I was like three. Oh, bless. All creating a, a connection between both a performer and an audience, audience member. But telling these different stories, and it's such a diverse medium, isn't it? Where you're allowed to tell such different and quirky stories that i don't think you can translate unless you're in that in a room with that person in that intimate space it's not possible to always have the same connection i think and that i think that's for me that's why i love it so much good it's yeah we we i as as a performer i like to have a connection with my audience and as a regular audience member i like to feel that i'm included in a performance included in that story i feel the emotions of a of a piece and that's kind of what brings it all together for me so what is it what is it in particular have you got a particular favorite kind of theater that you you like or is it just generally just theatrics in general or i think it personally i think it's all of it i think it's it's everything from the buzz that you get in those minutes before on stage no matter where you work in a theater i think there's yeah. always that buzz even when you sit and watch it you get that oh yeah beforehand and if you're in a musical you get the amazing sounds of an orchestra warming up or if you're backstage you get the utter chaos as it can be of props ah. thrown around and people yeah. arriving late and all kinds of things but it's it's that well, I arriving late i don't know what you're talking about ben I, all, all theatrics backstage are complete and utter professional i don't know any productions where anybody's arrived late no or you've had to shove people on as somebody I, I mean it's just it can be chaos can't it but <laughs> We, well, that's, that's some of the best parts though yeah that's what we live to live to see and the best thing is when you have a couple of theater blooper stories that you can just share around um, which i'm sure we are going to cover at i think uh, over the few weeks i think we need to come up with some of our best uh backstage stories or some of our some of our funny stories that we've had and um, i know i'm sure i know a few that i can a few people i can embarrass who probably won't even tune into the podcast until later on so we'll be fine be fine we'll get oh. away with that yeah, we can get with that. Uh, but that's, I think that's enough about me. I think we should turn to you. Now, this is where I just give you the podcast now for a while to tell right. a fascinating story. Go okay, so uh, so settle down, everybody. We're going to be here for a while. Um, when I was at school, I loved being, well, I was a bit of a clown, a bit of a clown at school. Uh, it was the way I sort of got around making friends and uh, not to say that I didn't make any friends. I'm just saying that there's, you know, some people have sports, some people have studies. I was the class clown. So I enjoyed that. Long story short, I loved theatre. I loved acting and I wanted to become an actor. But as it turned out, I uh, I went to law school instead. Um, but that didn't... progression there, I feel. I don't... Hey, just, just the side ship. Well, I was, as it was 
suggested to me that, you know, being a lawyer is sometimes about being an actor and being a different person. So I, I hooked onto that and did that instead. My school didn't do uh, drama as a qualification. So I originally had a speech impediment. So I went to a, a lady who um, did Lambda exams and Lambda qualifications, and she taught me how to do um, acting, mime, improvisation, pro, all these different things which was fascinating and really, really um, fulfilling, I think is the word. It's, uh, it, was, it was really nice and just to have a little bit of extra skill at different pieces. Anyway, as the, as the years go on, um, as the young lad becoming a young lad, you do things, you grow up. And um, I happened to fall into amateur theatre. Uh, I, uh, at the Playhouse where, where we are, um, for a production of My Fair Lady, I was the call boy. And uh, that means something completely different to some people who don't know anything about theatre. But uh, those who are in theatre will know that that's the, the the young lad or young lady now who goes round back of the stage and goes to people's dressing room, gives them a knock on the door and says, you've got five minutes before you're on. Um, and that was my first role within theatre properly. And uh, following that, I joined uh, the local operatic society. And that was in, uh, I believe it was 2001, 2002. Adam, if I say I wasn't born then, how would you feel? I would feel old then. Thank you so much. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for just, just popping that so, one in there. Uh, no, it's fine. It's absolutely <laughs> fine. So I got involved in musicals. Um, I then joined um, a dramatic society. Of course, at this time, I didn't know that, op that amateurs was, was a thing. You know, I didn't know that this was a possible thing to do. I didn't join any youth theatre or anything like that. And over the years, I have literally lost count of the amount of shows I've been involved with. Um, I eventually made the jump to, I tried to become semi-pro, um, if that's the thing. I tried to become semi-pro, I tried, I got an agent, um, I tried, I went for auditions, um, I got a few jobs here and there. Um, there are some very interesting photographs of me that I've posed for for a, a, a costume catalogue. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they're out there on the internet that some uh, people have seen. You can find them if you Google. I'm sure. If you don't don't look for them. Don't look. Don't tell people how to find them. That's not the that. But I may I may just go. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I did some of that and. I did some extras work, which was fantastic, and all the way through. And I ended up starting a theatre company with a friend of mine. We called it Encore Performing Arts. Uh, and this is, this is a derivative of what you now hear now. Uh, we put on musicals, we put on plays, and the la we've done five years. We started in 2015. So this year has been the first year that we've actually not done anything, um, which is a shame. But at the same time, I'm enjoying trying bits and pieces out and, and still talking to people and just trying to entertain and and very that's my life. I like to I like to entertain people. I like to try give things a try and and hence why I'm here sitting here talking to you, Ben, because we'd just like to see the chat. Yeah, that, um, that's what we do, isn't it? So so without going into vast hours of detail, that's that's my theatrical uh, in inverted commas career in a nutshell. I think that's absolutely fascinating. And I, I will say about Encore as well is having seen a couple of Amdram shows now over the past year and a bit and seeing Encores and working on Encores, 
the quality of Encore's productions, and I'm not just saying this because I'm part of the company now, but before I was, they are just a step above anything I have seen amateur before. It's oh, it's, it's, it's on a professional level. I know that from people I've spoken to and other people I know outside the company. It, Encore carries a weight with it that is is very prestigious i think to have well, it was one of the things we wanted to do when we when we set out and created encore was we didn't just want to do a society we wanted to do shows and we wanted to do plays and we wanted to do stuff that we wanted to do but at the same time we wanted to encourage people who necessarily wouldn't have a chance to do it and also to encourage people to try things that they wouldn't normally have a chance to try it's one of our one of our we have encore as, as as a company has um a mission statement and it includes development and charity um and locality so if people in the local area get a chance to do stuff that they wouldn't normally have a chance to do so we're, we're very proud of that and we've in, you know encouraged a lot of people to uh increase their confidence and go on to stuff and we've we've started a lot of careers as it were which is which is great absolutely i think is from my personal experience i would never have um i would never be doing all the things that i'm doing now had it not been for working alongside and with encore over the past year because it is such a confidence booster to be doing and i mean you threw me in at a deep end on chicago you went oh you're right you can come and work work on the show and i was like i okay i've known you for a week but sure um, <laughs> that sounds dodgy that sounds really do that sounds like i gave met you on the street when you want to come and work in a show um <laughs> yeah. it was more than a week i'm sure it was more than a week that we know yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> so in a nutshell that's what encore does we encourage people and we like to make sure that people get a chance to do some different stuff and uh, if people say that it's it's good quality then I appreciate that and we, it just shows the amount of hard work that goes into it on a cast point of view and from a director's point of view. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you very much. Appreciate that. So obviously, Ben and I have been talking to each other about us and ourselves, but you out there, we want to encourage you to send in your questions. If we're able to get specific guests in, I know that people would be burning to ask particular questions. So don't hesitate to ask us questions or to ask any of our guests that we're able to get questions. Obviously, when we know who's coming, we'll let you know who will be coming in so you can prepare your questions in advance. I'm sure they'd be willing to uh, answer anything that you've got to ask. So if you've got any questions or any sort of topics you'd like us to discuss, maybe some queries, uh, you can let us know by uh, sending us a, me a message on all our socials. We have Facebook, we have Instagram, we have Twitter, and we will have YouTube at some point. And you can find us on all of those at Encore Offstage Pod. Or again, if you fancy, you can send us an email at EncoreOffstagePod at gmail.com. Okay, so each week, one of us is going to set the other a mini theatre-based challenge. Are we? We need like really? a like a little announcement jingle for this, like challenge or something like that, to go over there. I could, I could do a challenge. I could do an echo challenge, challenge, challenge. <laughs> Just have that over the top of this. This is perfect. So 
we thought for the first week, it's my turn to answer the questions. I've got the easy job. It's your turn because I couldn't think of one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, well said. And, <laughs> and to tr- attempt to answer them. So I hope you've brushed up on your theatre knowledge, Adam. Uh, no, because I didn't know what you were going to do it, Tom. So I'm... I bet, you know what? I'm willing to make a fool of myself to start off with. So yeah. fire away, Jose. Perfect. So this week, I am going to give you a line from a song from a West End musical. Okay. Um, Is it currently in the West End? or uh, All currently, well, currently at the West End as of March 2020. Obviously, we don't know what. That's me scuppered then because I've only seen. Anyway, carry on. Oh, <laughs> well. Okay. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I, it, when it comes to modern stuff, I mean, like super modern, I might struggle. But, you know, we'll, we'll give it a go. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, so all you need to do is tell me what musical it's from. Okay. Okay. I can do this. I can do this. Do I need a buzzer? I don't. Oh, if you've got a buzzer, that'd be amazing. I haven't, but I can pretend to have a buzzer. Pretend to have perfect. I mean, okay. what else is going to buzz? Anyway, hey, how, how about a squeak toy? <laughs> Was that it? Uh, okay. Sure. <laughs> Good. Yeah, okay. Here we go. That'll do. Sorry. Uh, I've lost where I am now. Find the... You're asking the questions. Yes, I'm asking the questions. Good. You're doing a squeaker. Amazing. Yeah, I'll do a squeaker. Um, please stop doing that. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so all this, these quizzes we are uh, taking and they are provided to us by whatsonstage.com. We have to give them credit. We can't just nick their stuff. But Thank on... you, What's On Stage, for all your wonderful work. Yes. Um, however, in their version of the quiz, they missed out the last word to make it doubly as hard. But I, I thought that was even more evil. So I haven't done that. Good. I've added a little bit of extra stuff. But these aren't all from the most famous songs from the musical. That's okay. the other thing. So are you ready? I'm ready. Cue tension music that we don't Wow. So number one, I know a place where no one's lost. I know a place where no one cries. That's all you're getting. I can give you a clue. No, 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 no. Let me see if I can work it out. Let me see. Because let me see. Okay. So I know a place where no one's lost. I know a place where no one cries. Now, that suggests it's a child. Mm -hmm. Um, Because again, it could be anything really. But um, I think... Uh, it's popped into my head. I think that's Cosette. So I think that is from Les Miserables. It is. Well done. Yes. Do you know um, what the song is called? Uh, Castle on a Cloud? Yes, absolutely. Well done. Yeah. That's the only one I'm getting. That's the only one I'm getting now. It's all downhill from here. Got one point so far. And there's only five. Woo-hoo! Oh, good. That's all right. Two. If you don't get this, I'll be very disappointed. Oh, don't I wasn't jealous before we met. Now every woman I see is a potential threat. I wasn't jealous before we met. Now every woman I see is a potential threat. Mm-hmm. And you say, if I don't get this, then I'll you'll be very disappointed. I think so, because, um, yeah, I can give you a clue if you want. Go on, give me a clue. It's not, it's, it's a jukebox musical. So you oh. should song as well. Uh, 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 I'm trying to think of I'm trying to ah. Th- oh. Mm. oh, jukebox musical in the West End. 
Yes, it's currently on. Uh, it's very, very famous, this song. You should know it. Is it? Oh, you see, when you speak it, you see, your your brain goes out the window. The only one I can... There's a couple I can think of that's on the West End at the minute, and the one that's very, very famous is Mamma Mia. You'd be correct with that. Yay! That is from Lay All Your Love From Me. Oh, Lay All Your Love. That's the one, yeah. Yeah, I know it now. I thought you were going to sing it then. I was waiting. No, I wasn't. I I, was, I wanted to lower you into a full sense of security and then just snap it back. That's all. Brilliant. Okay, ready for number three? Yes. I have suffered in this jail. I've been trapped inside this cage for ages. This living L. Living L. Why do I know living L? It's... Oh. Uh, would you like a, cl- a clue? Yeah, give me a clue. It's from a musical in the last decade. And I can give you more of a clue if you'd like. Um, uh, but but what I expressed is quite important. The expression I put on the words. So I, jail, cage, L. It's been released in the last 10 years. My mind's gone blank. That's it, completely. This, this is awful. This is really bad because I, I recognise cage and jail and L, living L. Living L. Um, ah, uh, no, it's gone. You have to tell me. Okay, well, I'll keep, uh, okay, so first performed in 2010, before moving to the West End in 2011 and the Broadway in 2013. It's from Matilda the Musical. Ah! Dang it. It, it is school song from Matilda the Musical. Yeah. I have suffered in this jail. I've been trapped inside this cage for ages. This living L is the alphabet. and the Of course it is, the alphabet song. Yeah. It's amazing and it's incredible if you see it live i can thoroughly recommend it i i it's one that i've been meaning to see and i and i haven't it's the only musical i've seen in person twice i went back go and see i saw it in london in 2015 i think and then saw it when it toured a couple of years ago in in leicester and it was just as amazing as it was both times i've seen it it had the same miss trunchbull who i have now i've since met i met i i stage doored him that that, oh get you the thing that all actors hate, and he signed my program, so I have that somewhere. Oh, good on you. Which that was amazing to get. Some. Okay, so yes, I should have got that one. But Again, it was. I, I, that's why I remembered it. I was like living L. I'm thinking, oh, it's either it's either alphabet or you know. Now it's obvious. Yes, sorry. I'm oh, sorry. Um, Forgive me. Now for a very well, I said very modern, relatively modern one. Okay. Um, we dream of a brand new start, but we dream in the dark for the most part. When you say very modern, how modern? Modern? Uh, I think it's 2015, but I am just going to give it a quick Google because I have forgotten. Oh, that's professional, isn't it? I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, that's not what I wanted. Oh, my God. Cover for me. Cover for me. I can't find What have you got? What have you... Um, no, so just say the lyrics again. Say them again. Uh, we dream of a brand new start, but we dream in the dark for the most part. And yes, it was 2015. I opened on Broadway on the 6th of August 2015. So it started in Broadway. It started in Broadway and then came over here in 2017. 
the most hotly anticipated ticket in the West End at the time. You couldn't get tickets for love nor money. It had a very famous recent release. Oh, yeah. Now you've, now you've thrown it. Give me a clue. Give me a clue. Give me a clue. Give me a clue. Oh, uh, well, yes, it was released as a recording very recently. It's in a, it's in a live production was recorded in 2015 and was uh, available to stream as of July. The recording? The recording of the, of, the, of the show, yeah. Oh. You could watch it from 2015. Oh, from, from, sorry, from July this year. But was recording up from 2015. It's a musical. It's a musical. You'd be shocked if you haven't seen it. Oh, you'd be surprised. Uh, are you I going to tell you? I think you're going to have to tell me. It's from Hamilton. It's the room where it happened. Oh, that's why. I haven't seen it. How have you... How, right, okay. So, I know nothing about Hamilton whatsoever. You? How have you not seen it? Because I haven't seen it. Oh my I know everybody says you should. I know. I'll revoke my theatre licence right now. My theatre type there, I have not seen or heard any. I haven't even listened to the soundtrack. All I know is there's a song called One Shot. There's a guy who spits a lot. Um, there's, there's, oh, that's about. Adam, you, I think you might, you'd love it. Um, and I didn't like, I listened to the cast recording when it came out, as it was, because it was the big thing of like 20, right. it was like, listen to Hamilton, every theatre kid was throwing it my way. And I didn't like it. So okay. I didn't like the recording, but now I've seen it in person, I appreciate it for what it is. And I think it's very okay. Well, I'll give it a try. I, I've been promising people that I will give it a try. Yeah. I might, you know, I will give it a go. And I'm sure I'll be converted. And it, sure be... it's streaming on a very, very new and famous streaming platform that I don't know. If oh, is it got a symbol in it? Like a subscription sign? It's got a minus in it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the last one, I think, I don't think you're going to get at all. But at the moment, Adam, what are you on? Uh, you're on I'm on two out of five. So Two out of four so far. So I've got, I've got one more chance to one shot. I have. See, I know one shot. Well, uh, it, okay, it's actually called my shot, but <laughs> we'll oh, my okay, fine. <laughs> Shoot me down, Ben. See if I care. If life is just a highway, then my soul is just a car. What uh, is this very reason? I am going to check now because I don't know. I know hardly okay. which, which is really bad. Sounds sounds like traveling one. Uh, okay, so the musical, twenty seventeen, but it is based i think yes it is based by a famous album by meatloaf ah yes that's all you need to tell me oh no i've given it away i've given it away that's fine so if it's from a famous album by meatloaf it must be bat out of hell it is well done Woo-hoo! that was objects in the rearview mirror from bat out of hell which i would, ah. i've just seen here it opened in manchester of all places Yes, it did. Yeah, uh, to to rave reviews, and from what I've heard, oh. it's a fantastic show. A couple of stuffs been coming out in Manchester recently, isn't it? I think um, Back to the Future, the musical. Yes. Well, yes, Back to the Future until yeah, but... um, was coming out of Manchester. Yes, I think it's next year. It's coming back. Yeah, hopefully. Um, okay, uh, so Adam, you, I mean, yeah, we're gonna give you the last one because I think, yeah, you deserve that, despite my big clue. It's all right. Don't worry. It's fine. I didn't get it. You didn't give me the actual title, so I'll take that. I think you passed. You got three out of five, Adam. Well done. Woo-hoo! I'll take that. I'll take that for, a, for an ageing theatre guy. Absolutely. For modern musicals, well done. I'm surprised I didn't get Matilda. I was disappointed. I, I was 
no chance on Hamilton, but Matilda I was upset about. But I'll 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 survive, I'm sure. I'll I'll learn to live. And I'm dreading of what you're gonna bring to this podcast next week. And have you got any thoughts yet? Any any little treats you're gonna uh, I have a, I have an idea. I have an idea. And now that I've heard your questions, I think that yours will be just as just as interesting to your answer. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well well done, and it's time to move on now to the main event. So now we're going to talk about our main topic of the week. So every week we're going to have a big discussion about something. It might be that in this place we have a guest we can talk to. We can uh, find a particular issue that we can talk a bit more in depth about. But seeing as it's the first episode and we're just getting started, I thought we'd start off a little bit lighter. Now, a lot of people think of theatre and they think of musical theatre. They think of big West End shows. But I want to ask you, Ben, right? Mm -hmm. I think think away from musical theatre for a moment. And I want to okay. ask you what your favourite play is that you've ever seen. Play. Yeah. Well, we go away and we, we pre-select these, don't we? So I've been giving mine a bit of thought. And my ultimate favourite play, I've, I've been very fortunate to see this twice now, both in person. And um, it was live streamed. So I've watched the live stream a million times since then. And it is A Monster Calls by Bristol Old. Ah, Duck. yes. You've told me about this before. It's amazing. It's based on the book of the same name by the amazing author Patrick Ness. And it's directed by Sally Cookson, who I've seen quite a few of her things now, and she's always amazing. Excellent. She brings this sort of vibrancy and this energy to these to these pieces that predominantly are quite heartfelt underneath, and that is um, completely evident in this production. Um, I'm going to put sort of like a disclaimer out now that this uh, this play talks about some really, really heavy things, particularly to do with uh, cancer and grief. Mm -hmm. And if those are things that might affect you, we suggest just skipping forward a little bit in the podcast. I know you mentioned to me about this before, because obviously over the past year, I've had a bit of a, a bit of a traumatic year personally, but yeah. that's that's by the by. And you said when this came to the local scene, you said, oh, if you want to go, you know, it'd be a good show to see, but just bear in mind it was blah, 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 blah. And I was intrigued because there's not many plays that tackle it in a way that, that as you, I mean, describe what it's, what it, what the premise is about. I mean, so, I mean, fundamentally the novel it's based on, it's a young adult novel. So it is, it starts off as a very accessible text. So it's designed to allow people, um, sort of teenagers, and even, but it's the same, it speaks to adults as well, to come to terms with grief because it's, it's about a 12 year old boy called Connor and he is facing his mother's terminal cancer. So the play starts with a flashback to uh, the very beginning of Connor's life and we, we see Connor's mum entering, holding uh, the baby Connor. And they, she makes reference to a yew tree and it is that yew tree that as we see the play progress and Connor um, grows older and his mum's cancer diagnosis comes through, it's that yew tree in particular that sort of, it, it sounds really odd, but it comes to life. It comes to life as this physical embodiment of a monster. Okay. And we find out that basically, without wanting to spoil very much, he is essentially a bit like an elder and uh, he's, he's very incredibly wise and knowledgeable. And he proceeds to tell Connor three tales. It's a bit like the Ents from Lord of the Rings. 
Three big now, you, So you're going to hate me if I say I've never you seen d- Okay, don't worry. Let's not mention stuff we don't <laughs> know about. Carry on, carry on. Um, so this tree proceeds to tell Connor uh, three tales. And these tales are... Uh, they're all they're a bit like folk tales slash fairy tales, but they all have a slightly subverted ending that you just don't see coming. That is normally quite dark or um, uh, um, can be quite upsetting in places as well. Okay, uh, it's 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 designed to make Connor uh, sort of come to terms with what's going on, and then as we progress through, we see Connor's home life start to deteriorate right. so his, his mum and dad have separated and his dad lives in america i believe at the time so he does come back but he does spend a lot of the time with his grandmother now his grandma and and connor have quite a fractured relationship mm-hmm. uh, his grandma sorry it's, 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 it's his maternal grandmother um but they they have this relationship where the grandmother is incredibly strict and um quite can be quite aggressive but i think it's it's actually her way of dealing with the situation Right. as well okay. so we see it from all perspectives we see it from uh connor's dad who even though he's separated with his own family now it still deeply affects him we see it through um connor's grandmother and how it can really upset her okay and of course we see it through connor and as it progresses we find out that the monster is really here to ask connor to tell him the fourth tale so connor must tell it himself gotcha I see. We find out. We find out what this is, and it's. I'm not going to say. No, no, no. Will no spoil don't spoil it. Sorry, I'm not going. No spoilers at her head. Um, but it's. It's. I'm sorry. I've I've seen this play twice. I saw it. It's and it's an original run at the um at the Old Vic in London, and I saw it when it toured just before lockdown in 2020, and uh, both times I've left deeply deeply moved from that and my whole family when we went to go and see it we um, were completely um, a blown away by the spectacle of the show but also the power of its message it sounds very moving very physically demanding absolutely I I think it is and um, it is really yeah it's I can't I don't want to say too much without I've got to be really careful of what I can and can't say I don't want to spoil it so without spoiling it what sort of elements are used in the play to get across the physicality of it all because you say it's very physical and it's very emotional yeah it is is it you, did you say it was a bit circusy yes so sammy cookson uh is known for her well in a lot of her productions she seems to utilize circus skills and a lot of aerial work and uh first of all the set for this production is it's minimalist it's just some white walls that they use projection a lot to project onto them and there's the ensemble, which are uh, which are multi-rolling all the time, and they they perform the physical movement throughout. Uh, but they're constantly sat on the stage; okay. they're watching the events unfurl at all times. So almost like so, children, kind of, story. yeah, yeah, almost. But it it sets this almost claustrophobia up. Okay. Even though you've got this large white space, you've got these people sat watching intently just staring the whole time okay. and it just feel like you never get a, a break from them because they're always they're always watching they're always observing and they're always interacting to what goes what's happening around them okay 
so you get this it makes it quite an intimate production uh even when i saw it in the old vic which is quite a large theater i was sat quite high up it still felt like you were right in there right in the in the heart of it um and there's an enchanting score by the uh bauer brothers who uh in the original run uh performed it live and there's two extra musicians who then perform it on the tour as well um, it's very electronic based music that really pulls it through as this sort of constant underscore and it, it it can be really emotional at times and especially with the score that comes through at various points um i mean overall it's it, it's it's stunning visually the performances were incredible both times the end, both there were two different casts they're both amazing and uh overall it's a which thorough i would thoroughly recommend it Ah, okay. So it's called a Monster Calls. A Monster Calls. It uh, it has announced recently that it won't be completing its uh, tour after being postponed throughout lockdown. Uh, the old Vic did stream it as a part of their uh, streaming program. So if they do, um, they do decide to restream. I don't know if some produ- some productions are being streamed again. Uh, we'll we'll let you know. We'll, we'll pop on our socials and. Um, because we, I, I personally, I encourage everyone to go and watch it hmm. because it is a, uh, it's a really good. Story. And if you can't see the play, again, I thoroughly recommend reading the book. Um, it's brought to life hauntingly by some incredible illustrations, and they did as well. They did make a Hollywood adaptation of it in 2017. Personally, I don't think the film is is up to what is really up to scratch. Okay. It, it's a very Hollywood version, I right. think. Right, the um, typical Hollywood remake of something. Yeah, it's it, it's. It's, it sticks to the story. It's very, very close, but it's um, it's all overproduced. And I think in in this in this in the theatre, you get to have this uh, very raw uh, sort of production of it. Okay. Um, so again, without wanting to spoil too much, there's a lot of um, rope work, but they utilise the rope and the uh, sort of the aerial work to pull it into shapes and to create uh, sometimes abstract features, but also set as well out of it. Okay. So it. it it um it allows you to really envision it sounds fascinating it sounds like i'd really love to go and see yeah um it's very similar to if if anyone's seen uh the curious incident of the dog in the night time in terms of its score and its movement and again its constant presence of an ensemble um it's a different company but it is described as it's it's sort of of like a sister production to it because it's very similar okay style um so yes, that is my favourite play, and I thoroughly recommend that everybody tries to see it in some form if they can. Oh, so that sounds like an amazing uh, production to go and see. Bet. Well, you said yours, so I'm going to have to say mine now. I've, I mean, I've seen quite a few plays in my time. My time, media, I've seen lots of plays in my time, and one of the pro- ones that sticks out to me, I had to think: is it a comedy? Is the drama? Is there a thriller? And the one that sticks out to me the most is the woman in black. Ooh. Um, I saw this when it came on tour and I didn't know what to expect. I literally didn't know what to expect. I knew I'd seen things on TV about people getting scared. I thought, yeah, right. Okay. Um, but genuinely was one of the most horrifying theatre experiences of my life i saw it twice the second time i was not through choice um (laughs) the second time was because 
somebody said, oh, um, I was supposed to go and see it with so-and-so, but I need to go and see it. Could you take me? I was like, no, no. Um, for those that don't know, it's it's based on a book, um, The Woman in Black. It's been made into uh, radio play. It's been made into film with Daddy Radcliffe. Um, it had a TV movie as well. But the one that sticks out in my head the most is this is this play uh, adapted by Stephen Malatrap. And it was written originally for, I think it was Scarborough. Um, and it was a really low budget production in 1987 of for their Christmas play. And it, I think it was an, an amateur production. I could be wrong. but um, And it ended up becoming such a big success. And I think it is the second longest running play in the West End. I believe it's just celebrated its 30th anniversary. Yeah. Whether or not that's uh, in terms of running on the West End or just in general, I don't know. If you like horror, go and see this play. If you like theatre, go and see this play. I I don't like horror. I'm very much... Not, I don't mind thrillers. I don't mind things that build up. But jump scares, I am awful with. Because I've got a very nervous disposition. A couple of years ago, uh, we studied the novel at my school. And uh, it was actually coincided with the time of which it was touring to our local area. Yeah. And they offered us the opportunity to go and see it. Yeah. And everybody in my year went and I didn't. Uh, I was too have you not seen it? And I haven't seen the play and I'm really gutted I didn't. You know I've what heard this means so now. many amazing things. You do know what you, this means now, don't you? This does no. mean now that next time it's out, I've got to go with you and see it. No. No, no, no. Uh, it was weird. I love no, I'm sorry. No, horror nerd, you so, have, but I, no. You have to see this play. You have to see it. So for those that haven't seen it, there are two people, right? Two actors, technically. I say technically because I don't yeah. want to spoil it. Okay, I was going to ask you something then because of, of what I've heard theatrically, but I, I won't say anything. Yeah. Um, the, it doesn't spoil... I mean, you've you got a play that's called The Woman in Black. There's obviously a woman yeah. in black, Okay. But the way they do it, and the way it's and it's done all with physicality, sound, and lighting. It's supposed to be set in a theatre, as so you're watching it in a theatre, and you're watching somebody tell this story, and all it is is in the inside of a theatre, but it's all the different shapes, all the different sets are made up from cloths and boxes. Wow, and it is stunning um breathtaking to think how the hell do they do that but also yeah. what they can get across with just sound and lighting and That's, i mean so it's it sounds incredible i've heard so many good things about yeah, we need it. to go and see it i need to take to see yeah. it but we we'll have to go I, one day. I, I went i went the first time didn't know what to expect those that haven't seen it I'm not spoiling it by saying it will make you jump. Okay. Yeah. Even the bits where it's not supposed to be scary will make you jump because that's the idea that it sets up all the way through is that you don't know what's going to happen next. And it's, it's, yeah, I, I, I it's one of my favorite shows. Again, 
I refused. I wanted, didn't want to go and see it a second time. It scared me so much the first time. I'm a big wimp. My sister will tell you. She introduced me to horror films when I was at university. She showed me The Exorcist. She showed me all sorts of oh, things. Wow. She scared me witless. I am no good with horror, but this is one of my favourite plays, and I would genuinely recommend it to anybody. I didn't recommend it the once, but I would recommend it to anybody. <laughs> uh, it, it's It's got... Obviously, it's based on a 1980s book, um, but there's the story there. There's it's it's a ghost story. It's it's it, it just captures the imagination with two people. One plays a young man. The other one plays all the rest of the parts. And you're there and you're sitting on the edge of your seat when there's nothing happening at all. And you just want to get to the end and go, can I, can I go yet? Can I? And you get to the interval and you go, have I got to go back? Have I got to go back? Because I don't know what's going to happen. And genuinely, anybody that's in, if anybody's interested in film, anybody that's interested in horror as a genre, anybody that just likes theatre, likes technical theatre, so things like sound, lighting, go and see a show of The Woman in Black. It's only the West End. As I say, it's second longest running 30, 30 years, right? You you can go and see it, and you'll be blown. I don't think it's a big theater, which is good because if it couldn't be done in huge theaters, it's smaller the theater the better because it just gives you that idea of claustrophobia, and it, you have people of all ages go. Don't take kids to see it. Do not take a child to go and see this film. Uh, this film, this play, you will scar them psychologically. Um, I'm just about getting over it and that was about oh, 10 years ago when i went to see it first time and you will you'll love it that's my i, I think i had a few options but i when i sat down and i thought when which actually is my favorite one this one comes out every time because it's the one that i will go and say to people every time they ask about it go and see it because you need to experience it it's like immersive theater you are part of the whole thing without knowing you're part of the whole thing. I think that's, I think theatre has a really interesting way of dealing with horror, horror and theatre. And maybe this is something we can talk about later on at a different point on the podcast and get, get someone to speak to about it. But every time there is a, a, a horror based production, everybody comes out and says it's one of the best things they've seen because I think it's so effective, isn't it? It's, well, it's like, I mean, one of the reasons we talk about this is to, to delve into other ideas. It's like Hannibal Lecter. Hannibal Lecter is one of the scariest horror villains of all time because he yeah. does because he has power. And when you're in and watching a film, nowadays, in order to scare people, they use that's why they stick loads of jump scares in, right? Make people jump. Be un, expect the unexpected you're going to get scared when you know when it's coming because the music changes and things ramp up and there's all the techniques. Silence of the Lambs doesn't do that. It, it just sets up Hannibal Lecter as this evil villain. And, the, and you can go and watch on YouTube all these reasons as to why. But when that's a film, right? So translate that into a theatre. In order to get that across, that's that sense of dread, that sense of horror, where there's people there live watching you. That takes some that takes some talent, and to be able to and some and some skill to be able to sit there or well, stand there and scare people with no expectation of what's to come. That's that's the thing is you don't know what's going to come next. 
there are jump scares in it. There's quite a few jump scares in it. But the sense of dread that builds up all the way through, because, again, is this sense of power, the sense of status. It's a, it's a common theatre thing. Status, levels, blah, blah, blah. If you're doing your GCSE, you're doing your A-levels, I mentioned a few buzzwords. But it's one of those things. And you need to you need to go and experience again it's like going to see a scare maze if you go to alton towers yeah. or you go to thorpe park or these other places where they have live horror mazes people go because they want that scared nature a film yes you get scared you get jumped you get you jumped out your seat but i wonder with a film again with this idea of power we have the power in terms of a film, don't we? Because we can just we switch do. off it. Yeah. Scary. You can't switch off live theatre. Can't switch theater. off the theatre. No, you, you have to sit there. and you have, That's why you, you're there on the edge of your seat going, please, can we stop? Please, can we get to the intervals? Please, can we get to the end? Because you have no control and you have to go along with it. There's a, I'm not, I won't spoil it, but there's a big section in the play where this moment builds up and builds up. And it must go on for about five minutes and not a single word is, is said not a single word is said but you and it ends with a with a with a, a moment and it's so it just you're on you realize how far forward you're leaning because you are with that character you want to know what's going on and to and that is this very very big skill and that's that doesn't happen in a lot of films doesn't happen in a lot of plays so personally just to go and watch it and just to experience i mean i came out the first time i was shaking and the second time yes. i went second time i went and some people go oh it's not scary fine they may not find it scary but for someone like me i did and i went the second time and I said to the guy, I said, right, you're sitting on that, that seat. Why? So don't ask. You'll find out. Right. And I said all the way through. And he was and he was he was clutching my wrist. He was grabbing my wrist. And I was like, yeah, that's my wrist, mate. Yeah, it's OK. Yeah, I'll have that back. I know what's coming. So I'd sit there and I knew what was coming. So I'd go, da, 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 da. but still, it just you pick things up and bits you'd forgotten from the first time. That you go, oh, that caught that caught me out. And again, like any good film, like any good play, there's always something new that you pick up every time you go and see it. Like you've seen Monster Calls a couple of times, I've seen this a couple of times, and I'd go and see it again. Um, oh, I've said it now. I've said it on the podcast, haven't I? There so, we go. Uh, it's out. Did everyone if hear I'm that? going, if I'm going, you're going with me. No. Yes. Uh, it's, yes. Adam, it's not like we, you know, we do record this, don't you? That is, that has now gone out to the world. Yes. Yeah. yeah no, will, no. Yeah. But what happens is, what happens is, you edit this, so you're going to edit out the bit. If I got you to say yes, you'd edit that bit out, you swine. <laughs> I would. Yeah. I hold the I hold the power in this situation. Thanks, see? pal. Anyway, <laughs> that's I just, uh, go and see Woman in Black and Monster Calls. If they come yeah. round, go and see them. They're brilliant. Absolutely. And if you have any, if you have any suggestions for what your favourite play is. Please let us know because there are, as I say, there's tons, there's thousands of plays out there. Yeah, it could be an amateur play that you've seen that you just think, oh, it might have been an amateur production. I mean, sorry, and you listen to the script and you're captivated by. There's some fantastic writers that are available out there from from years gone by. You know, there's there's the classics, there's No Coward, there's Terence Rattigan, there's all the Shakespeare, all the but there's some brilliant modern writing as well, and you 
I, the people, the, you, the people out there in <laughs> podcast land, you must tell us about the plays that you have seen. We need to learn. We need to learn. Go, go experience the world and bring it back to us. Bring us the knowledge. Wow. Thanks. That, 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 that was something. You know, I might edit that as part of a trailer. Yeah, thanks. Yes, yeah. For those that don't know, I do voices. So if a very, various characters pop in every now and again, we might have different characters that do different segments. What do you think? What do you think? I might get some, some uh, friends to come along. Sh- yeah, okay. Lockdown sent you loopy, didn't it? Yeah, it did, yeah. I've not had much, <laughs> I've not had much contact with people. I need to oh, don't say that. I was just, I was there. It's all right. I've got my bread and water. And I was like, sitting there and looking. I've only got my water because there's a hole. And I got my little water because there's a hole in the ceiling. And I was there. I have to make my own bread, and it's all it's mouldy when it goes in. So uh, anyway, what was that? I slipped away for a Are second. You, you done? Yeah. Yeah, done. Yeah. Back? yeah. back in the room. Good, good, good. <laughs> Completely forgotten where we were. How much of this is staying? And I don't. Hey, know. It's, 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 yeah, it's up to you. <sighs> I'll sit in the editing room and work this out. <laughs> Peace. Stick this together with plasters oh yeah yeah oh, oh, if it's not a good podcast if it's not st- together with sticky tape and a lot no god uh where are we <laughs> we're wrapping this bit up yes um <laughs> where are we oh yeah i think we better wrap this up now okay yes we would love to hear all your plays that you have seen and i'm sure this was a really hard decision for me I, I, you've mentioned it was for you as well so maybe we'll revisit this with other plays that are up there for us. I've got a list of stuff that I would could recommend to you at a drop of a hat that is yeah. amazing. Likewise. I'm sure we, Again, we can talk there's about. There's loads of stuff out there. And, and there's other bits of theatre and other bits of pieces that I want to learn from other people and go, I haven't tried this. I need to go and see this. Why do I need to go and see it? Tell us. Tell us why we need yeah. to go and see it. You know, not because it's cheap, because that, that's one reason. But if it's, you know, if it's if it's good, we want to know why, and we can then come back and we can talk about it. And you, we, we want this podcast to be about you as much as it's about us. Obviously, it's about us, so it's about us. But what we need is, is we haven't got a podcast if we haven't got a community. And we need you, the community, to tell us your thoughts, your experiences. We want to hear funny stories. We want to hear sad stories we want to hear your your greatest moments any awards you've won even your neighbors mothers cats rabbits surname if it's fit into a theater production somewhere we don't mind there's videos out there you don't need to send us videos but if you send us videos we can share them on our social media um and obviously if we you know if we're happy for us to share them and we just want to get the community involved so we have our social medias which you'll, we'll mention at the end and just know that we want to hear from you it's not just about us we do the podcast we record this because we we like talking and we like to talk to each other about stuff but we want to hear what you guys <laughs> have got to say as well so if there's bits you don't like tell us if there's bits you do like tell us if there's bits that you think we could do a bit differently maybe don't tell us that but whatever just 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 shout in email message send a snail um snail carrier pigeon carrier pigeon um, there we go you know send smoke signals um do 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 a funny dance i don't know tell us somehow all right just just do it and and i'm going to i'm going to slowly go away into a corner whilst the energy yeah. is over wow 
That that was that was explosive, Adam. Gone, and I've I gone, think I've gone lightheaded now. You've gone lightheaded. I've gone Amazing. lightheaded. It's good. I like I it. Think... Hey, can I, I do that again? Can I do that again? Uh, no, I oh. think we're gonna we're gonna keep we're gonna have that as that. Okay. Cool. I think. Is it? Yeah. Why are the three of you? <laughs> <laughs> um, and we'll be announcing some sneak thing, sneak previews, sneak things, sneak previews over on our social medias so make sure you're following us on there because that is how it's really the best way to get in touch with us isn't it Adam? yeah absolutely because totally you know we don't want people coming to our address uh so no so if you no. follow us on social media that way yeah. you're probably going to get all the best information out there as soon as it comes out all that fun stuff so that brings us to the end as we said and uh, that's it so all that's left to say is thank you so much for listening yes thank you everybody for listening yeah it's um it's it's so exciting to be doing this i can't believe it we've we've, we've did it we did it we got a podcast we got one um, we got maybe. one in the bag i mean it depends if anyone listens to it but yeah but, but let's <laughs> put it this way if we have two then we have a series we do so we need to do oh. it and then it will be christmas Wow. Oh. Oh. Oh, don't yeah. say that. Get, getting close. Anyway, let's, let's anyway, let's worry about that uh, in a week. Yes. Yes. It's time to return Adam to the closet Thank of the you. podcast. Uh, and careful what you say. A bit of the yes. closet. <laughs> <laughs> I just go back to my closet. Thank you. The cupboard of the podcast. <laughs> we'll lock lock him away back in there and unleash him and myself next week. Bye bye everybody. Bye bye. Why am I waving? I don't know. Just waving nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to the Encore Offstage podcast. If you fancy, you can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Encore Offstage Pod. We also have a YouTube channel where we upload a video version of this podcast, and that's also at the Encore Offstage podcast. Remember, if you enjoyed the show, don't forget to leave us a rating or review on your podcast app of choice. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll both be back. The Encore Offstage podcast is produced by Ben Bradley and Adam Guest. It is edited by Jack Spores and Ben Bradley.